You are listening to the Mitchell Shiver podcast, where we talk about things that we need to talk about. And today's episode is a conversation with Margaret Shiver, a licensed professional counselor, and also my sister. We're talking about making it through the holidays. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast and very excited to be joined by my sister, Margaret Shiver. Welcome, Margaret. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. And uh, Margaret is a licensed professional counselor uh, with over 10 years of experience in a variety of settings. Uh, That experience includes uh, church settings, hospital settings, uh, working with children and defects, and she is currently a high school counselor. And uh, we're talking, Margaret, today about uh, making it through the holidays. And, um, you know, this is something that I think, you know, is, is very real for a lot of people. And so just wanted to have that conversation today in, in hopes that uh, our conversation will help people uh, you know, make it through the holidays. And I, I think first off, it seems like when we talk about some of these challenges that people face uh, during the holidays, that, you know, this this sort of thing often gets overlooked. It's sort of forgotten about uh, because I think, you know, Christmas time, you know, is supposed to be joyous and it's a happy time and there's celebration and and parties and gatherings and fun and all this stuff. Uh, but people also have real issues uh, to deal with. So, you know, why do you think that these issues and these challenges that people face during the holidays uh, seem to get overlooked? Well, I think there's a variety of different factors that go into play. I think, um, you know, the expectation is that, the holidays are supposed to be a fun time and a joyous time and everybody's, you know, having holiday cheer. But the reality is, is that a lot of people are struggling with um, many different things and different issues, whether it's, you know, going through grief, um, they might have, you know, being experienced in loneliness, um, stress, finance, comparison. Um, There's just a lot of things. And I think they get overlooked because, um, the expectation, like people, um, might, you know, might maybe not want to really reveal what's going on because they don't want to be that downer at a party or their family function or whatever it might be. And so they kind of keep it to themselves, but they really are struggling, um, you know, inside. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, maybe would you say an easier, it's easier, uh, to just sort of hide, these things during Christmas, because like you said, like they don't want to be that person that's seen as the, you know, the downer, like what's wrong with you. This is such a happy time of year. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, um, the stress just in general of holidays can come up pretty quickly, but, um, I think it's easier for a lot of people just to hide and not really, be honest and authentic with maybe what they're struggling with when it's supposed to be, you know, quote, a joyous time for the holidays. Yeah. So we, we put out a feeler, uh, both of us did on Facebook to get some help from people, uh, as to what issues that they, that they deal with during the holidays. And 
Uh, I was surprised at the number of people that responded. I think on my page, I had about 20 people that responded. And then you had about 15 to 16 or so right. uh, respond. So between the two posts, we had almost 40 people respond. And so I just compiled uh, really kind of a top, I'm calling it a top six, um, a list of issues that people, you know, some of these, a number of people responded with, uh, you know, similar, similar issues, uh, but top six. So I'll just read them off and then. If you're okay with uh, just kind of going through each of them and talking about each of them individually, but uh, the six issues were uh, expectations, uh, real and perceived, uh, death of a loved one, uh, loneliness and depression, comparison, family dynamics, and finances. And so as we think about this list, let's start with the first one. I think this is a huge one. Expectations real and perceived a lot of people feel like they've got to live up to some sort of standard whether it's put on them by themselves or maybe it's an expectation of an outside person Mm -hmm. um but talk about that for just a second like why is it why is there why is this such a challenge for people why is it such a big a big deal well i think um sure the expectation is kind of what I guess I'll call a keyword or a, a, a simple word that has a big idea to it. And f- as far as like the holidays and, you know, what's expected of us, um, what we're putting on ourselves, but also maybe just the family in general. Um, I think it could be that the expectations of, you know, all the different parties we have to go to or the expectations of, maybe the presence or how we're supposed to feel. And I think a lot of times we set ourselves pretty, like we set those expectations for our own selves pretty high. And then because of that, I think that there's just, we easily can get let down. Um, and it, you know, and really trying to kind of pinpoint some of the major things that people wanted um, to be addressed in some of the topics that they wanted just to bring to the table and talk about. Um, I was doing some research and it, I did come across um, some different articles that really laid out having low expectations. Like don't put too much on yourself, your family um, to really look at the simple things of the season. Um, Even if it's just like, you know, there's a favorite dessert you might like to bake Um, just different things to kind of set that, that expectation pretty low. So you're not feeling like there's a lot of, you know, let down during the season and you can really take in the small things and really enjoy it in a different way. Yeah. And you mentioned like, you know, expectations of, of what parties to go to and, and even, you know, within families, there's right. expectations put on uh, one another by family. Um, I remember uh, years ago, and maybe she'll listen to this podcast, but uh, our cousin, um, Abby, uh, she brought, uh, no, no, it was, it was Anna, her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she brought mac and cheese to, to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I think it was mac and cheese, wasn't it? I, I think it was mac and cheese or the <laughs> yeah. broccoli casserole. I can't remember. Yeah, it was one of the two. I think, I think her first year being married she brought mac and cheese to the family thanksgiving meal 
uh-huh. and uh, it became kind of a kind of a joke after after that year um, because she was like, you know, this was like a big deal. Like she's married now. She's got to bring a dish to the family dinner. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think it turned out so well. And so, like, you know, we were able to laugh about it down the road. Um, and if you're listening, I'm, I'm hoping this doesn't bring up any painful memories. Uh, but that's maybe one example of like expectations, like, you know, within families, sometimes the expectations can be sky high. Right. Are there other examples that you can think of, like, you know, within families of expectations that might pop up? Well, I think another thing to pinpoint too is like, if you are newly married, or maybe this has always been an issue, but how much time are you really going to spend with your family? Um, and setting, you know, not wanting to let anybody down. So you want to spend time with maybe both sides of families. Maybe um, you're an adult child that whose parents are divorced and the expectations of all the time you spend with both, you know, both your parents, um, that can be stressful. Um, yeah, you know, because here's the thing about the, that, I think, is that sometimes the, the expectations are not communicated. Right. So within a new family, if you're newly married or even if you're not married and, you know, let's say the family dynamics have changed, there's sometimes we make assumptions. And uh, when those expectations are not communicated, assumptions are made. And that's when we can have, you know, relational difficulty. Right. All right. Yeah. The second one. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and that just causes a, um, you know, it's stressful, but also just causes kind of a letdown in that, um, you know, what you thought might be what Christmas or Thanksgiving or the holidays might look like doesn't look like that anymore or is different this year. And so it's just a huge letdown that you kind of have to work through yourself. So, yep. Yep. Uh, second one, huge one. A uh, number of people responded with this one. Uh, mm-hmm. death of a loved one uh, whether it's the first year or the 10th year uh, either way it's it's still difficult um, and so you know these get these time this time of year uh, Thanksgiving Christmas can be just you know painful reminders of for people that that person they love is not not here anymore so mm-hmm. talk about that for a minute yeah, I think that's huge. Um, I mean, a lot of people I know on my um, page commented that if, whether it's the first year, it might be like the 10th year, um, it could be really any type of grief. Um, and it's just, you know, I think it's a lot, of ta- a lot of times it's like a constant reminder. So they might be okay, they might be fine at times, but maybe the holidays really hit, you know, a hard spot for them because there are a lot of traditions that maybe involve that family member. Um, and I think that's huge that, you know, sometimes can make us feel a little bit more sad and depressed, um, during that time, because, you know, every Christmas we would do this with, you know, whatever, um, family member that we lost, but I don't want to do it this year. You know, they're not here anymore. And I think a lot of people really struggle with that for sure. Yep. Yeah, you sent me a great uh, a blog post uh, by Carla Helbert, I believe mm-hmm. is her name, Surviving the Holiday Season in the Midst of Grief. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, we're going to post these articles in the in the podcast description. But 
uh, this this was uh, a really good article, and um, I think the takeaway was just you know the author says you know either way like have a plan, um, mm-hmm. have a plan for how you might approach the holidays without that loved one, mm-hmm. and what does that look like? Like talk about that for a second. Well, I really. You know, when I looked at this article and read through it, she actually had a a spot where you can print out this, um, you know, this chart that basically says, you know, what are the things that um, need to be done or what are the things that um, as far as, you know, your family does, um, you know, is always done traditionally and really checking yourself to see are these things that you maybe feel like doing this year maybe you don't want to do them this year. Maybe you want to do something else. Um, Do you want to skip it? Do you need someone to help you with it? And I think developing that plan um, is huge. I, you know, I know Mitchell can speak, um, you know, for, for this as well, but our family is big on traditions. So, you know, if it's, we were reading the Christmas story every night until both of us were officially out of the house or whatever, you know, tradition it might be, we're really big on that. But now family dynamics have changed. So we're kind of creating our own like different new traditions with our parents. And um, I think, you know, with any, anyone that's lost anyone, um, you know, I think it's, it's, the building a plan and whether it's you have a plan a plan b plan c plan d is so important and she talked about making a list of things that you just can't face you know for this year and that's okay and giving your giving yourself permission to you know to know and believe that's okay like if you just can't do it this year um but i also think part of that plan is that you really need to have those support um, the support system, you really need to have those people around you that, you know, keep you accountable and won't let you, you know, stay at home for the whole season and um, not want to be around people that you actually have people that are like, you know what, I know that you want to stay home and not do anything, but I'm going to come over and we're going to go, you know, wherever for, for the day just to get you out of the house. Um, so part of that plan is definitely having people you know, around you that are going to support you and encourage you um, during the time of grief. Yeah. And she says, uh, I think I thought it was interesting how uh, Carla says that this having a plan uh, may be the single best piece of advice given to her as a bereaved parent. I believe she lost a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, in fact, it's the one and only piece of advice uh, that she gives to other bereaved people. Uh, mm-hmm. She sort of stays away from the advice giving. But the one piece of advice she gives is is to have a plan and mm-hmm. and that's valuable. And, and you know, as you said, I think the the key is that, you know, you don't have to stick to the plan, but right. the value is, is just in having it uh, so that you can be, you know, ready to face uh, potentially painful things. And uh, or the, the, the flip side of that is, you know, honoring the person in ways that you, you know, that you celebrate that you're, you're honoring the person as well with different things you can do. So, right. Um, absolutely. So I think it, it goes both ways. Um, third one. Yeah. Again, a number of people responded with, you know, loneliness and depression can be uh, especially hard during the holidays. Uh, why is that? And then what are some things that people can be, you know, watching out for? 
Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's definitely a big, big topic around the holidays. Um, just in general, I think a seasonal thing is that sometimes depression can come up and this season, um, just of the like the cold and winter months, but a lot of triggers around holidays, um, you know, whether people are experiencing loneliness and they're still single or maybe they're loneliness and they're still married. Um, maybe they're recently divorced, maybe, um, you know, it could be any type of dynamic. I think anyone can definitely experience that loneliness. Um, so I think that's definitely, you know, a major thing that, um, people face and 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 to really to really understand and figure out what causes it right um it might be that maybe like one of the big things that is great for anybody is to have community um because that truly does help you know help that loneliness especially during times that might be um you know, might be triggering and things that um, might make you feel a little bit more sad during that season. If you have a community, it's huge because it could be two people, it could be five people, you know, no, it could be any number of people, but that community is going to definitely help you during um, those times. And, um, you know, the, the impact that community can have on you will definitely help to lift your spirits um, when you are feeling that those feelings of loneliness and depression during the holidays. Yeah. And you mentioned something just in conversation uh, before we got on the, on the podcast here uh, about, you know, one of the best things that people can do uh, if they're kind of going through the loneliness and depression this time of year is to serve. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why, why is that so important? Well, I think, Part of it, you know, is when you're serving, you're giving to others and you, I, anyone that has experience serving, uh, whether it's serving, you know, a soup kitchen, um, doing yard work, you know, at a residential center for kids, it could be anything. You get something out of it, even though you're giving to others, you definitely get something out of it. And a lot of people, there's a lot of people and organizations that are definitely in need during um, the holiday season. And if you give your time, I, I, I truly believe that helps us feel that sense of like, wow, I really got something out of it. And I feel like I'm doing something good in, in this world. And I think that will definitely help people with those feelings of sadness during, you know, during the holidays. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is great for, for anybody in terms of when we are serving during this time of year and there's like, like you mentioned, there's a number of opportunities, soup kitchen. I know here in our community here in Chicago, we have uh, our church community. We have a gift mart uh, where people can volunteer for a gift mart. It's a, you know, it's basically an opportunity for low income families to purchase gifts. And then all that money goes back into the schools. Uh, We, you know, it serves like 1800 families. So, uh, but there's a number of things you can do in other uh, other places, uh, soup kitchen, uh, volunteer, you know, Toys for Tots does drives. Uh, a lot of organizations and nonprofits do Christmas uh, type of serving events. Uh, so you, it doesn't doesn't take long to find one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're single, uh, somebody commented, I think it was I thought it was, you know, it was funny. 
they said, uh, if you're single, don't watch a Hallmark movie. Right. So stay away because it's usually the same kind of plot. You know, the, yep. the, the couple finds each other like on Christmas Eve, just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. And they share a kiss either in front of a giant Christmas tree or under the mistletoe, mistletoe yep. as the snow starts to fall. And, and then they ride away in like a horse and carriage. They ride away <laughs> in, the, in the horse and carriage. You know, there's like soft music playing. Right. Um, stay away from Hallmark movies. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a very real thing. Many people struggle with it. Um, and sometimes giving your, giving yourself away can, can really, I mean, whenever you serve it, you're taking the focus off yourself. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's, that's a huge thing. So the next one I think is, you know, again, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's huge for people. It's comparison this time mm-hmm. of year. It's like, you know, we are, we are constantly comparing ourselves to one another. Uh, you know, you know, how much did you spend on your kids this Christmas? Uh, did you go black Friday shopping and, Oh, I spent this much. Um, how does comparison sort of rear its ugly head this time of year? Well, I think you could probably put in comparison and expectations kind of like go hand in hand because you're, you fall, you can easily fall into comparison trap. And I, unfortunately, I think that social media has, you know, made that evolve more than maybe if we didn't have social media because we see, you know, the perfect picture for a Christmas card and we see different um, things that we can easily, you know, question ourselves and what we're doing. Well, am I doing enough? Like, am I, am I, how come I'm not invited to all these parties or am I getting enough gifts for my, for my kids or wow, they got a really nice gift. I wish, you know, my, my spouse could get me that too. So it's a lot, it's a very dangerous road to travel. And I think it's, a constant of checking yourself. Um, I think just in general, social media, I know for me, like sometimes I just need to get off. Like I need to get off Facebook, get off Instagram for a while, like take a, you know, a Sabbath and not even get on it for a period of time because it's easy to fall into that comparison trap. Um, And especially during the holidays, you know, look what everyone else is doing. They get to go on this nice vacation and then that, for you know for anyone can create that feeling of we're stuck um, in our apartments eating ramen yeah. noodles right right <laughs> jealousy and resentment um and you can just you can just really fall in a in a you know in a dark place yep yep comparison is huge um what about this one you know sometimes we have family dynamics where i know several people mentioned in the in the post in responding to this question, you know, strained relationships within families can obviously, you know, come up this time of year. And it may only be, you know, you may only see some of the people at these gatherings this time of year. That's the only time you see them. But if the relationships Mm -hmm. are strained, how does someone navigate through that? Yeah, that's hard. Um, You know, in any could be any type of, of strain, um, type of relationship. And even one person commented that it's hard, like maybe you were always known as, or maybe like part of the family member was 
always a responsible one or maybe the one that's oh they always flake out on everything or maybe they're the one that's always late but then you grow up and then things change but when you go back into the family dynamics it's like you kind of become that person again to the rest of your family even though you've grown out of it maybe you've learned a lot in the last 20 years um, and then you kind of anytime you get that family back together and I think a lot of this comes up for most families it's like you kind of go back to where you were, you know, before. Um, and I think that's, you know, definitely hard. Um, you know, if there are strained, strained, you know, relationships and issues, uh, I think it would be important to focus on, like, just to remain neutral. Like, you definitely don't want to bring up any bad stuff, um, any topics, you know, can be heated discussion. Um, but just remain neutral and just remember what this season's about. And, um, just kind of set a boundary, you know, if that uh, maybe the other family member tries to bring up stuff that you just don't want to talk about, you just say, you know what, I really want to enjoy this time that we have with our family right now. And I, I just, you know, would like if we don't discuss that this time. And then maybe if you really felt like you needed to discuss that topic, um, you know, whatever is causing the strain, then you can set another time, but definitely not during the holidays. And then to focus on the other relationships in your family. So, if it's remaining neutral with that one family member, but then maybe go talk to, you know, your aunt or uncle or, or grandma and try to focus on those relationships and spend time with them. I think that's super important. Yeah. You mentioned topics and, you know, one that's really big right now is politics. Right. Well, it's <laughs> um, always been big. Yeah. It's always been big. I feel like it's even bigger right now. Right. Um, with, you know, the division we see in our country that trickles down to families, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's sad, but, you know, it's a, it's a reality that people are facing, even with a, within their own family. You know, political differences are causing a lot of stress, a lot of strain. Unfortunately, you know, our platforms for those political differences to sort of boil over. Um, and I think the important thing, as you mentioned, like focus on the, the relationship itself, mm -hmm. you know, if someone wants to engage you in a conversation about politics, you know, invite that to happen, maybe in another, right. time, uh, one-on-one, -on -one, not when the family's sitting around, right. you know, and then before you know it, there's turkey and stuffing being thrown, right. uh, across the living room and, uh, so that's, that's good stuff. Um, the sixth one is uh, finances. Mm -hmm. And somebody I know responded on the post that, you know, basically just the need to keep buying and buying and buying. Um, you know, we are, we just went through that last weekend with Black Friday mm -hmm. and Cyber Monday. And it's like, we get these messages. It, it feels like if you don't buy anything on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you're a complete loser. Right. Um, like you need to, you so need that $200 TV. Yeah. You need it. You need the TV. And we've seen countless videos of people getting trampled at Walmarts around the country, people fighting. It's just, it's this, it's this really kind of cultural phenomenon that, you know, you have to buy, mm -hmm. you have to buy. And if you don't buy, then you're certainly on the outside. And, you know, we see we all see people spending hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars during the month of December. 
And then January rolls around and there's even more stress because everybody gets that credit card statement right. and, and, and realizes how much debt they're in because of December. Uh, what are, what are a few things that people can be thinking about and practicing to avoid the trap of that need to just be buying more and more and more and right. more? Yeah, I definitely think the major thing would be budgeting. So you decide, you know, how much you're going to budget for each person and you really stick to it. So um, if you're, you know, buying for children, if you're buying for, you know, extended family, immediate family, um, you just kind of figure out that budget early on, maybe even, you know, the end of summer and you look at Christmas budget as far as this is what I feel like is comfortable, you know, and what, um, what I would want to spend on this person and then stick to it. I think another thing to be um, that's really important is that sometimes it's better, you know, maybe looking at not necessarily like a material present, but like more of a experience. So maybe you're um, struggling this year and, you know, lost your job or just having a hard time with finances or there's a lot of bills that come up, health issues come up. Um, so presence might not be, you know, as many as it has been in the past. So look at experiences. What are the things you can do around town? A lot of these things are free, um, whether it be like, you know, going to lighting of tree going and doing Christmas caroling, going, maybe spending, a, you know, some money, a few dollars and going ice skating, um, whatever you feel like maybe you or your kids, or your family would enjoy and focus on the experience of that versus, you know, we're not really, we don't have a lot of money this year for presents and not to kind of bring you down. Um, but instead, Hey, you know what, this year we're going to go do this and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. And we're going to have a great time. And it's going to be, a, you know, more of a memorable experience for, for you and your family. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, you know, that have kids, you know, parents kind of struggle with how much do they spend on their kid? I mean, right. I have a 14 month old son and, you know, we're already having that conversation. Um, but, it, you know, older kids, especially, you know, what, what are some things, what's something you would say to parents, you know, when they're trying to figure out, you know, how much do we spend on our kid? Mm -hmm. Sometimes that causes conflict even between the, the spouses. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's, I, the phrase was always keeping up with the Joneses. It's like what maybe their friends. I think now it's keeping up with the Kardashians, oh, okay. but yeah, well, that's, that's from the nineties. <laughs> Right, right. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's really what their friends have and what, you know, they have this new video game and they are, they have this new iPhone, which is crazy that some of these kids have these iPhones that are nicer than mine. But it's just this like, you know, expectation again of, well, all my friends have it, you know, and you don't want your kid to feel left out um, and not maybe be a part of something. And I'm not saying like, go, then go buy them the new iPhone or whatever. But I think that conversation definitely needs to be had, you know, with the, the child and the, the parent parents absolutely need to be on the same page. If they're not on the same page, that's just gonna, that's not going to be good. That's gonna, um, you know, really 
make and cause a lot more stress than needs to be. Um, but if it's just, you know, for the, you know, part of just the presence that we do, we'll do a big present and then we do a small present or, you know, since we're going to be doing this big present, getting you this for this year, then that's, that's going to be your, you know, your Christmas um, and having those conversations, everybody being on the same page um, pretty early um, is definitely we like always goes back to having a plan, you know, and figuring that out early on and not kind of in the moment, Black Friday, while everything's on sale, it's just, you know, that creates more hardship for the finances. Yep. And I think I would say, just be different. You know, when it comes to finances, um, you know, I, I'm a Christ follower and a pastor, but some people might be listening that are not. Uh, either way, I think just be different. Like, go against what what the culture pressures you to do with money this time of year mm-hmm. and the word for me is generosity mm-hmm. you know and and if you have kids or even if you don't have kids if you i mean if you practice generosity this time of year that kind of thing is going to last so you know instead of uh buying hundreds of dollars worth of stuff for your kids maybe involve your kids and you know and say hey this year we're going to sponsor a family in need yeah you know, we're going to buy some some gifts for a family that can't afford them. I think if you involve as a parent, if you involve your kids in that and they see you modeling generosity and they have that experience, they're going to remember that far longer than what you got them for Christmas that probably will end up in the back of their closet in a right. year or Absolutely. less. So I think practicing generosity to me is the, is the, is the response to, you know, that pressure and that need to just buy more and more and more stuff this time mm-hmm. of year. Um, so those were the six issues that people had. Um, would you say, like, what would you say? And we, you know, we're going to link a couple of articles in the, in the podcast for people to check out um, what resources are out there, you know, in addition to that, uh, websites, uh, you know, places that you would direct people to, to find, you know, some help for these kind of things this time of the year. Are there any resources, you know, in addition to what we've discussed? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for sure the, um, when we were researching and I was just trying to figure out and looking into, okay, what really are some good ideas or good things to maybe, come up as far as a plan and discussion when some of these topics came up. Um, There's a lot of articles out there. So, you know, whether it's psychology today, a counseling article, um, a lot of people just blogging about the issue, um, a lot of um, different psychologists, whether they're Christian or non-Christian. I mean, this, this is not something that's new. Like this is something that a lot of people deal with every single year, all the time. And so the internet is really honestly a great source as far as just finding tips and advice um, on, on specifically if you have a specific issue. I mean, I even looked into surviving the holidays with um, blended families and there's articles about that. So it's a lot of different resources out there. I think, you know, I'm an advocate for it because I am a counselor, but absolutely, if you feel like this is so stressful, I need to talk to someone, an unbiased, you know, person, then seek out counseling. Um, You know, if you're a churchgoer, you can always go to your church and most of the time they might have a referral list. 
Um, you can seek out, um, you know, if you want to pay, pay with insurance or um, out of pocket, um, you can go both of those routes, um, asking, you know, friends that maybe you might know that have seen counselors before just refer referrals. Um, so counseling, you know, will get kind of get you back on track during the season and keep you accountable. Um, I mean, I think those are a couple resources. Um, Do you find more people go to a counselor in December or January, or is it about the same? I mean, it seems like this would be a good time to go ahead and go talk to someone and maybe get ahead of these things. Yeah. You know, when I was practicing, I felt like I always kind of knew, well, this is a busy season or this is, you know, the slow season and it changed every single year. So there would be some years that I would be really busy in December. Uh, and there are some years I would be really slow in December and then it would pick up in January. And then some years I was slow in January. So it really varies. Um, December's pretty busy for people. So it's like, well, I'll take a few weeks off and, you know, I'll see you after Christmas. Um, but I think if you did check in with someone a few times during the holiday season, just to keep you on track and keep you accountable. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I think everyone should definitely seek that out. Even if you're like, I don't have a lot of time, you know, I'm, I'm really busy right now. I'll make that a priority. If you feel like you um, need, you know, definitely need that to keep, just keep you um, at a place um, where you can enjoy the, you know, the season. Yep. And for those listeners locally here in, Western Chicago suburbs. Uh, we we have uh, our friends at Centennial Counseling Center out in Yorkville. Uh, great place. Uh, they do great, you know, just great work there. So, uh, highly recommend. You know, if you're again, if you're locally, uh, if you're a local listener, check out Centennial Counseling. Uh, the website is centennialcounseling.com. Uh, so, Margaret, this has been a great conversation. Uh, thank you just for joining in. Uh, somebody wants to uh, find are you're on Facebook and Twitter um, they can connect with you there um, we'll put the we'll put the links in the description um, and then also uh, you have a website yes Margaret and what is that it's margaretshiver.com margaretshiver.com mm-hmm. okay uh, so check that out if you want to follow up uh, after this episode uh, Margaret, thank you for joining us and spending time talking about these things. And I really appreciate all the insight that you've offered. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank okay. you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, would love for you to share it on social media and would also love to engage with you on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Those links will be in the episode description. Thanks for listening.